I'm Mark Adams, and this is episode 47 of Mark's Mess Podcast, where if my daughters, Charlotte and Catherine... Catherine, Charlotte, Charlotte and Catherine. Catherine, Charlotte, Charlotte and Catherine. We look at the world of the Marvel Universe using the cartoon Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes as our guide. This is a new uh, era of Mark's Mess Podcast where we're moving into this and we're going to be using just a chance to talk to the girls about the Marvel Universe. If you would like to contact us, you can by email at mymarksmess at gmail.com On Twitter at marksmesspodcast without the T On our webpage marksmesspodcast.blogspot.com or on Facebook Mark's Mess Podcast. And thank you to all the people that have been following us, uh, even since the last podcast. You know, hi Laurel, how you doing? And it's lovely to have you all join us on this journey. And thank you to all you who've been sharing us uh, as well. Just to explain to you um, what's happening here with us, the girls are off on an extended half-term holiday, which is round about Halloween. And it's they, a circuit breaker. A circuit breaker. Uh, I don't know. They use too many names. They used to. That's exactly right. There's there's a lot of things. They used to have very simple instructions what to do. You know, stay at home, stay safe, and protect the NHS. Protect the NHS. <laughs> now it's was it mask and face, face no, hands, hand, face, face, hand, face, face. I've I, never heard that. I think it should be. Yeah, I think it should be something else. Used to be one for uh, protect yourself against the sun. Slip, slop, slap. I think we could use that one. You slip on a mask, slop on hand sanitizer, and slap anyone who's within reaching distance. That that would just do it all. That would that would suit me. What do you think? That's a good idea, Catherine. Yeah. Slip, slop, slap. You heard it here first. We're going to use that from now on. Slip, slop. Slap. Ow. We have had a few people contact us. Caroline. Hello. Caroline got in contact with me and not only said very nice things about the other podcast, Mark's Mess 50 for 50, where I look through every year of my life using popular culture as my guide. Yawn. Thanks. You haven't listened to any of it, Charlotte? I listened to the first one. You did? And then you made me watch, watch Mr. Ben. <laughs> Mr. What? Oh, you have to watch You Mr. haven't seen ben. Mr. Ben. No, oh, no, we have no, to get no, you to see I, Mr. Ben. I have seen it. Yes. <laughs> that one thing I did see. Well, uh, Caroline uh, talked about 50 for 50 and that she was doing dishes and her husband walked by listening uh, and he heard it as well. And I talked about the TV series Monkey and he was singing the monkey theme for the, the rest of the day. Caroline, we'll just wait till I uh, talk about Dog Tanyon and the Three Musket Hounds. You'll be singing all day. It, it's, a, it's a really catchy tune. One for all, and one for one. You do, 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 do. Look it up on YouTube, girls. That was the thing to watch back in the day. It was after my day, but I think Caroline will remember. She also answered a question we asked in the last podcast. Charlotte, you asked what time signature, what was it? The, Lost the in lo- space. Yeah, that. Yeah, definitely know that. Yeah, Lost in Space was, and you couldn't figure it out, you with your grade six flute. (laughs) You've got grade six flute as well. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, Caroline asked a music teacher friend of hers, I presume it was a music teacher friend and not her music teacher, but uh, it was 4-4 for any of you music aficionados. Also got contacted by Mike Steely when I put up my uh, Mark's Mess 50 for 50 for 1981. It was his year of birth. And uh, Patrick Delmore did the same when it was 1982. Thank you very much, gentlemen. I'm waiting for Professor Allen to tell me which of the years was his date of birth. 
One of the things we've been doing since the lockdown started was family movie night is Saturday night. Well, well we did it like once or twice a month beforehand, but now it's every Saturday night. Yeah, because there's nothing else to do. We're going to nope. run out of movies and we, we will have. not run out of, We have not run out of movies. We've run out of good ones. We have had... What? <laughs> I'm telling you, we watched Apollo 13, no. right? Real life drama that <laughs> happened... Uh, 19, it must be 69. Um, so what did you think, Charlotte? This was actually a movie that was given to you by your Uncle Roger and you didn't watch it for many years. I didn't think it was too bad. Yeah, I thought I, I really enjoyed it. Um, your Uncle Roger, who is mad about the actual... He's got me. Yeah, he, he, mad about the space race. And he says that they did a lot of things accurate. And can you just about remember being at NASA... And yeah. being in that control room. No, but I can remember the blinding light because it was the most sunny day we were there and we went to a white building. Catherine, what did you think of it? Well, I didn't really like it, to be honest. Why did you not like it? So, it's... Wait, was it an old movie? I can't remember how. No, well, from the early 2000s. It's one of those movies where everyone looks the same because they're all middle-aged white men who that, are going bald. That's very but, true. I don't like those type of movies where they all look the same. They're all like middle-aged white men, average height, average build, with average brown, average cut hair. Welcome to the 60s space program. That's all I say. And then you can't tell anyone apart and you don't know what's happening. Yeah. Okay. Was that the hardest bit? What? Not being able to tell people apart? No, it wasn't as, as bad in that movie, but in some other movies, it's quite bad. Okay, well, let's go on to another movie. We uh, watched Catherine chose Avatar. Now, Avatar, were the live-action movie. Now, we've been told that the cartoon series is a lot better than this. And you could actually see, watching this movie, they were going to... I'm sure if it was more popular, they would have made it into a series of movies... Uh, so, Catherine, you're the one who wanted to watch it. What did you think? Well, I think, like, as a movie by itself, it was good, but compared to the cartoons, it wasn't as good because they kind of, like, messed up some of the races of the people. Like, yeah. But it was, like, by itself, it was a good movie. Yeah, it was interesting. I was entertained. What about you, Charlotte? I quite enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah, it's that kind of level of. Thing. Enjoyability. It, yeah enjoyability and last saturday i chose the movie and it was day daylight with a good old sly stallone from 1995 about a tunnel in new york that collapsed and sylvester stallone went in to try and save everyone what did you think charlotte I quite enjoyed it. I like a good bit of action adventure. And, and there was a lot of action. It was There was very few bits that were quite slow. What about you, Catherine? It wasn't too, it wasn't too bad. I kind of... I've watched a lot of movies like that before. Like, we watched one in Geography where these people... There was a flood and they were in a museum library thing. In Geography. I don't know why we watched it. <laughs> and then there was this other one we watched at one point, but I can't remember what we happened. the one about the... Um, Tall mountain, what's it called? Everest. Everest? Yeah, that. Oh, no, that no, tall we, mountain. That, we, we were supposed to do that, but then like we left. We never finished it. It was actually quite good. You but, could. Like, the one with you the, should have seen it. It's so amazing. You'd never get over it. The one with the museum, I think it was this one at least. And then there was like the guy and then he went downstairs and there's loads of water in this bit and he tried to call like his dad or something because he was in charge of stuff. Oh, 2020. No, no, not 2020. <laughs> Day after tomorrow. 
Possibly. We've got that somewhere. We do? Oh, yeah. we should watch his movie now then. It was actually like a decent movie too. No, it wasn't too well, bad. Well, Catherine, you scored this movie as six and a half six, or seven. You, we, we always ask Catherine to score it to see, you know, it's basically a baseline for what how other people enjoyed it. And other people always enjoy it more. And this one was a six and a half out of ten. And between you and me... That's a very good movie in Catherine's standards. Anything above a five, I would maybe watch again. Anything ab- an eight or above, I would definitely watch again. Okay. <laughs> this what is- has scored highly? The Meg. The ones I like. Oh. And Into the Spider-Verse, I like that Catherine, one a lot too. Catherine, you watched those like two years I ago. I care. I've, we've rewatched Into the Spider-Verse many times. And um, would you give the MCU a higher rating? Yes. Probably. Yes. Okay, that's good. Well, hopefully we'll continue watching. I'm still insistent that you watch Crocodile Dundee 2 no! sometime. No! No. No. <laughs> it's one of the worst things we've ever watched. <laughs> really? Like, on Catherine's scale, it wouldn't even be on it. What would that be? Erased from my mind. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even remember much of it. It's so bad. <laughs> she just blocked out. Well, we'll have to watch it again just no. to remind no. you. Oh, that was a classic movie in the day. It's interesting going through this uh, podcast, all those movies, and especially since we had a VHS oh, in the household, a video player. You know, those big things that you put in, they're like chunky things. Yeah. Well, they still use those in school and like <laughs> languages. <laughs> wow. Oh, they do the ca- cassettes, that's yeah. what it is. I think they do cassettes? Yeah, I think they've switched to CDs now, maybe. Oh, somewhere. well, at least that's a bit more yeah. I think, I 1990s. Think, um, some of the teachers have DVD or CD and some of them have cassette. I know uh, one of my friends, for old form church, she had cassette. <laughs> oh, it should all be digital by now. No, they really? not all of them are on the CD yet. Because our school's poor, because the government don't give us enough money. You can probably we spend it all on useless stuff like big giant TVs and iPads for all the teachers. It's probably easier to put a cassette onto uh, MP3 than it is to put it onto CD. But, but the thing is, they go, the school are just like, if it ain't broke, don't fix it unless it's some new technology, because we love new technology. Okay. Yeah, like in the art department, they got a whole pile of like new computers and stuff. Yet half the chairs are falling apart. Yeah, and in the music department, they got all new, big, expensive Apple computers. When majority of the tables, the legs are skewed, so if you uh, put your too heavy a pile of books on it, it will collapse. At one point in the music department, there was like a breeze in the floor, so they had to cut a section yes, of the floor out. Yeah, the floor that like bubbled weird. up. Underneath the floorboards. It happened twice though, because they fixed it and then it rebubbled up. Just like to say, this is one of the better schools in the Northern Ireland education system. <laughs> just, just so you know. Anyway, after we uh, come back from our break with uh, some excellent podcasts, and I think I know which ones uh, I'll be doing. Just play our promo over and over again. No, that's not an old promo. We'll have to do another promo sometime. So we'll come back after the break and we'll start to talk, uh, start our discussion on Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes. Bye. See you later, Alagir. My name is Michael Bailey, and I am still kind of a bad geek. Not a fan of anime, never seen any of the Harry Potter films, much less read the books. I've ventured a little further into the worlds of Star Wars and Star Trek, and I've even managed to watch a little Doctor Who. 
have also managed to not watch a single episode of The Walking Dead. So what do I like? Comic books. I have been reading and collecting comic books since 1987, and I've been a fan of superheroes for as long as I can remember. Some would consider this a hobby, but I prefer to look at it as what it truly is. A crippling addiction that I may never recover from. Back in 2007, I started a podcast called Views from the Long Box to deal with this borderline personality disorder. Every week or so, I pick a particular comic or issue or character or whatever to talk about them, and then, well, I, I talk about them. It's kind of what a podcast is. Sometimes I'm alone. Sometimes I'm joined by my semi-regular co-host, the Irredeemable Shag, or Thomas DJ, and the permanent semi-regular co-host, Andrew Leyland, and sometimes another friend from the podcasting and comic book world stops by to chat. The show is located at www.viewsfromthelongbox.com, where you can find old episodes and show notes and links to my other internet endeavors. You can also find the show on Facebook, and I'm on Twitter under the handle at Bailey's Podcasts. Views from the Longbox, a podcast about comic books or a desperate cry for help. You decide every Tuesday or so at www.viewsfromthelongbox.com. Hey, Kiss Comics! Hey, Michael! Yeah? We need to do a new promo. A new one? A new one! Why? Because we've moved. Moved? Moved! We've moved to a new place. We still read comics. We do, we still talk about comics. Because you can't do a comic book podcast unless you read and talk about comics, because that's kind of stupid. But now, we have a new episode still available every Thursday, but at twotruefreaks.libson.com. Hey Kids Comics! So remember, Hey Kids Comics has moved to twotruefreaks.libson.com. Still, every Thursday. That'll do, won't it? And we're back. Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes. I remember when it came out in 2010. It came out in small mini-sodes, micro-episodes. And uh, these first three episodes, we see, were split up into micro-episodes. So you had five minutes of Iron Man, then the next one was five minutes of Thor, then the next one was the next hero. And they told all that story over a matter of time. And we had, it was before we had Wi-Fi, I think. I'd, I'd need to like check on that. Well, it was it was a very slow download. How did you just say Google something? You didn't. Say you had to type the words something. in. You'd say no, it. no. I think we did have Wi-Fi because no, Catherine. You were trying to do like Fahrenheit to Celsius. What would you do? Ask someone who work it out. How do you work? Use it out? a calculation. How do you work it out? How do you know the calculation? Yeah, if you don't know the calculation, how do you get the calculation? <laughs> well, you can Google. still look up the internet. It's just a wee bit slower. But if you don't have Wi-Fi, the internet doesn't work. No, no, you plug it straight into the wall. Plug your phone into the wall. <laughs> don't not your phone. <laughs> your computer. What? You didn't use a phone or a tap. Anyway, I've got I've a funny feeling. Twenty ten, we did have Wi Fi, but then, but it was just a slow uh, yeah, we did download. Have Wi-Fi because we had tablets and we would use Wi Fi. And twenty ten. No, it was two thousand eleven. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, we had DSs. Would they use Wi Fi? No. Anyway, so that's how I first came across this series. I think it's one of the better Avengers series comic. Uh, cartoons there's been three of them 
The first one was bizarre, taking the idea of the Avengers, throwing it out the window and doing whatever they wanted. The current one, uh, Avengers Assemble, is more aimed, I, I don't know, must be aimed at younger children or something like that. But this one took real elements, including costumes, from the Marvel Universe and used them. We watched the first one, which was Our Man is Born. Iron Man defeats a giant robot in a harbour and then he drives back to his building in uh, California with his friend James Rhodes. Hydra attacks the United Nations so Iron Man goes off to save them because S.H.I.E.L.D. is too far away. After Iron Man defeats the Dreadnoughts, the Mandroids from S.H.I.E.L.D. come down to arrest him but there's a standoff and Iron Man uh, flies away. We later find out that Nick Fury takes the Hydra agents to the big jail called the Vault, but one of the Hydra agents is actually the Grim Reaper in disguise who is there to rescue Baron von Strucker. Nick Fury stops this at the cost of aging him. So there you go, that was the first uh, episode. Now, what did you notice in the cartoon? The start had very jazzy music. Yeah, it's quite groovy music. It's not like, we're the Avengers, we're here to save you. That was quite rock and roll. And uh, yeah. I noticed it's the age of cartoons where you could tell which part of the cartoon was interactive with the characters. Like, which part of the background. So like, oh, right. So, like, the actual thing they're interacting with would have more clean yeah. looking. Oh, the animation style. Yeah, yeah it's not yeah. digital. It's actually cells. Where imagine pieces of acetate put on top of each other. I do. I use it in art. Thank you very Yo. much. Um, I know. I noticed that it's weird hearing different voices for the same characters. Yeah, you know the characters from the the movies, but this yeah. time Iron Man, Incredible Hulk, and perhaps Iron Man Two, which came out the same year, uh, were out. In fact, it was out by that time. So you only had three of the MCU movies. And you had Tony and Rhodes and Pepper Potts. You had you hadn't Hydra at that time. But you had Nick Fury yeah. and not much of S.H.I.E.L.D. You had the Black Widow. Pepper, Pot, pe- Pepper Potts? Pepper Potts looks, looks like impossible grown up. <laughs> Maybe she is. Tony Stark had a weird looking nose. It just I looked really it. weird. It was like, mm-hmm. <laughs> just, just like, just like, what? Well, sorry, it was just really weird looking. Okay, it was like mm-hmm. in the I think of seventies, Stan Lee said, "Why hasn't Iron Man got a nose?" So they had to draw a nose on the armor. And then a year or two later, Tony uh, Stan Lee went, "Why has Iron Man got a nose? That's just silly." <laughs> that, that, that was weird. <laughs> it was weird. I you must know, show you something. Would be even weirder if he did like one of those face casts and then made his Iron Mask out of that. So it was the exact details of his face. So it was just like it was just on his face. I was about to say then everyone would know who he was, but he says that anyway, so it doesn't really matter. Everyone knows who he is because that is a movie thing. That came out in the movies. When I read Iron Man, nobody knew who he was. Iron Man was his bodyguard who just happened to turn up at the right time. Uh, uh, that's me using a lot of uh, quotation marks, quota- quotation marks fingers, around it. Bunny fingers. Speech marks. Bunny ears. Bunny ears. Um, I, I mean, I, I enjoyed this more than I thought I would because I remember these first few episodes were a bit boring because of one character at a time. 
So which character do you think is most different from the movies? Well, I think, is it Rudy? Rudy? He looks quite different. He looks more built, muscly. Right, because the first Rudy in Iron Man, the original Iron Man, was a different actor from the one we had in subsequent movies. He looked a lot less old. It had interesting, like, point of views from the camera like it had the, the start there was the random person's camera so you're like looking through that and then there was the news camera thingy oh. so it wasn't oh. just like fun footage I, stuff. Thought, I, thought, I thought the random person's camera at the start it kind of started like a bit like spider-man and what's his name flash flash thompson yeah yeah not the flash no no uh, it, but it sounded like them too <laughs> right well how but how do you know what they sound like in this cartoon now, Spider-Man does come into it, but in yeah. the middle of season two. But it just sounds like them. Yeah. Also, I thought that Agent Hill looked like she belonged in a Tinkerbell movie. She looked like <laughs> one of the Tinkerbell uh, fairies. Oh, that, that's wings. sweet. She's not that sweet, but that's sweet. But it, but she did look like it with like the pixie cut uh-huh. of hair. And uh, it looks nothing like she looks in the movies. But yeah. in the comics, I can't actually remember seeing her in the comics. That's probably a blank. Everyone has very sleek back hair, and it's all very shiny. Like, what right. conditioner do you use? It's maybe, flat to their heads. It is very flat as well, though. Maybe it's just greasy. Grease. They don't have time to go and do the hair. <laughs> <laughs> you speak? I also thought the Hydra octopus was very on brand. <laughs> right, the... The machine that they used to go after the United Nations buildings. Yeah, um, Iron Man, well, Tony Stark or Iron Man, whatever you want to call him, he had a very fancy suit putter on thingy, the thing. The the machine? Yeah. That's from the first movie. Yeah. So, uh, and subsequent movies, it was like a suitcase or, or... Jumping out of a window or, or stuff or like that. Or that nano thing where he just double taps his chest. Nano thing, yeah. Also, um, there was this one bit where he had like a thing on his arm and then a bullet came out and then it split into more bullets. So that was very fancy. It kind of reminded me of a firework. I think he might have used that in the first movie. Ooh. He had lots of... But something like that. A lot of weapons in the first movie. I wrote down all the characters I remember from the comics that appeared or were mentioned. Like Tony Stark, Rudy... The Hulkbusters were mentioned. Did you notice that? Yeah. Uh, Pepper Potts, Hydra, S.H.I.E.L.D., Jarvis. Now, in the comics, Jarvis is actually a butler in Avengers Mansion. When they go back in time in the movies to put the time to put the stones back, Jarvis is his dad's butler. Uh, Endgame. Yeah, that's the one. That's from the Peggy Carter TV series. So Jarvis was, uh, as a person, there was Nick Fury who didn't have the white in the side and that confused me and I remembered later on. Maria Hill, the Dreadnoughts, the Mandroids, which were built to fight the Avengers in the comics. Black Widow was mentioned. You noticed yeah. that? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the Vault, which is one of the four prisons. Do you know what the other prisons are? Uh, nope. Nope, you'll get to meet them soon. Crimson Dynamo. We saw a very short glimpse of him in the vault. Is that the red guy? One of the red guys. Every time you say crimson, it makes me think of the crimson aura. That's from what I think the of. Crimson what? Who? The crimson what? The crimson aura. Like they them in the asses. Oh, stock. yes. <laughs> That's all I can think of when you say crimson. The technivore is quite a specialist. Sounds like a, either a special diet or a dinosaur. It's a leftover from Secret Wars, the original Secret Wars. Anyway, Modok, 
who is a floating head, um, Baron von Strucker from the from the Second World War. Do you think we'll meet him again? Maybe with uh, another Second World War person? Foreshadowing. Foreshadowing. A lot of foreshadowing. And the Grim Reaper, who in, who in the comics was uh, an Avengers villain and Wonder Man's brother, I, I think. I think he's got kidney failure because his skin's really yellow. Yeah, his skin's green. Well, it was like yellowy green, so I think he's got kidney failure and he should probably go get that checked out. Yep. The Hydra guy with the people with the guns, they kind of looked like bugs with the red eye bit. Yep. And the green. They look like, what's the bugs called? Like grasshoppers or crickets or... Are they the same thing? Yeah. Are they? They're close enough. Grasshoppers Uh. and crickets, they're they're similar. I, I don't know. Also, so... Iron Man's suit always loses battery, so surely, surely he would have thought of something to yeah. like stop that happening. Either charge it before you go out, like duh, or bring a portable charger, I, or like have, have a backup battery, or have like a better lasting battery. But you'll yeah. find this: uh, you need a, a weakness in everyone. Spider Man spent years of oh no, I'm out of web fluid uh, and things like that, or Thor would lose his hammer, which meant he reverted back to Don Blake if he wasn't holding his hammer for 30 seconds he reverted back to Dom Blake his human his human persona he's not human he's his guardian he's a god I know don't don't blame me okay I shall blame you it will take a lot more to convince you but, uh, but the whole thing was, when he came to the big Hydra octopus machine, he used his unibeam, which was a beam out of his chest, and that mm-hmm. used a lot of power. Shirley! Don't call me Shirley. <laughs> can't believe you're like <laughs> But surely he would have to have charge in it or else he'll die, because that thing powers his suit, but it also powers him. Yeah, his heart, the whole so thing. So if he, if he like, goes on low power, surely he would feel it like in his body. Well, I assume he has a setting where, like, if it goes too far, it won't it won't use the suit, Catherine, so we just he doesn't die. Have an extra the battery, so no, we the power saver that. setting. No, I assume that it'll only go so far until it stops, it goes or else he'll no, die. Jar- Jarvis just warns him, dude, you're gonna run out, dude. You're like two seconds. Uh, yeah, away. yeah, no. Wait. That's what I want from my Jarvis. Yeah. Hey, dude. About that, he like programmed Jarvis to say that, and he does nothing about the warnings. Oh yes, yeah, so, yeah. There was one point where it was a warning. Something behind you is about to hit you every single time it's just like something behind you is about to hit you donk and he he didn't even look around just like does he rely on his suit too much then his suit to protect him um the melted robot from the feet he looked like something from scooby doo i can't remember what it was it was like one of the ghost things yeah like one of the zombie things or something Okay. I was thinking when, when if he doesn't have his suit on and Jarvis is a person and his butler, when Jarvis goes, sir, there's something behind you, and Fireman goes, that's fine, my suit will take it, Ooh, and then he dies. Okay. Because he doesn't have a suit on. He looks like the evil guy from Aladdin when he's in the suit, when like it shows him in the suit because of his yeah because of his mustache and stuff and his beard. Oh, I I love that bit where you see him in the suit and you see all the writing backwards. Because of his uh, on-screen display. But how does he not get like cross-eyed, or like how does his head yes. not like explode or something? Because surely it's like really, 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 really close. Maybe he wears contact lenses, but like maybe that's where he wears the colored glasses. 
Because maybe it re- wrecked his vision, so he yeah, can really see. His his helmet is quite tight around his face. There's maybe maybe <laughs> maybe 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 about two centimeters away from his eyes. His helmet is, and he's got all this writing in front of it. So either the writing's really really small, or he's just like cross-eyed the whole time. Or he has lens, or he has like that what would they be called? more. What are they called? Contact, contact lenses. Contact lenses that make it like seem further away. That could yeah, be but it. then when he's trying to focus. Like what's happening outside? Then, then the, 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 the eye things through the suit could correct that, so it could like count. I think the eye things are just cameras. Cameras. Oh, uh, is that enough. his suit is sealed? I think that's it. I don't think he sees through those eye things. But they I think they're like glass. Oh, I, yeah, I noticed they move they like. But I noticed they move like uh, Spider Man's eyes yeah. to give emotion. I thought uh, that was quite good. I approve of that. It's, it's illogical, but I approve of it. So you know the shield base thingy when the, the ship. Yeah, when I... Hydroca- uh, the... Oh, I forgot what you call it. Helicarrier, that's it. So you know when Iron Man came in, it showed, like, the people on the balcony behind? Uh-huh. So you know the game, the um, GoldenEye one, the James Bond one? <laughs> yes. It looked like that one bit where you are tra- where you go in, like, through the helicopter and you have to, like, yeah. Okay. So it looked like that. And you know, so the old Hydra dude, I don't know, I can't remember who this Bar is. Barn from Stripper. Yeah, he looks like Davros. Doctor Who. Anybody that old would look like Davros. And he's in the chair as well. <laughs> but he's in one hand. I don't know why he lost his hand. Foreshadowing. They all walk with their hands behind their back and shield. Do you think maybe that's, that's an easier like, way of no, animating? I think it's military based. That's okay. Or you like marching. Would you not march then? I don't know. Well, that'd be a bit noisy if you're trying to sneak up on someone. Hey, hey, quick stick. The shooter people, the, the snipers. Snipers? Um, at S.H.I.E.L.D., they need to learn how to shoot. Yeah. <laughs> like, you don't shoot at where it is, you shoot at where it's going to be. Oh. Or you shoot I, where it is, because sometimes is, they stand there longingly doing a whole monologue. That's true. If anything, like Iron Man. Oh, look, somebody's about to shoot me. <laughs> Doink. Also, Nick Fury looks and kind of acts a bit like Batman. That is quite an interesting one. Explain a wee bit more. It looks and acts like Batman. I don't well, know. that's not saying the same thing again. But try explaining. I what? don't know. But why did you say it? I just saw it. Do you mean that he is sneaky and he keeps his cards close to his chest? Um, possibly. He's also just—I don't know. He just kind of reminds me of him. Batman. Also, Batman. when when his hair gets old. Yes. Then he looks like the news guy from Spider-Man. Oh, J. Jonah Jameson. Probably. Right, okay. That's my list. That's your list? But uh, That's great. But if I want to find good stuff, um, good comic-y stuff about Iron Man, where do I go? Um, Iron Man was one that I kind of collected on and off uh, for a while, but I've read quite a bit since using uh, apps like the the Marvel the Marvel do hickey the Marvel do hickey app one of the best stories is uh the Armor Wars story this oh, that is the one like in the movie where all the suits are like attacking everyone no uh Iron Man discovers that um other people are using some of his technology like we see in this story we didn't mention it but other people have had are using some of his uh iron man technology he really doesn't keep it very secure he doesn't uh and he goes in a rampage to try and get back so you get this tour of the marvel universe to find different people who are using his machinery like hydra like the mandroids from shield and a few other marvel characters as well 
You can find this in the first volume of Iron Man from 225 to 231, written by David McElhaney and Bob Layton, and art by Mark D. Bright and Barry Windsor-Smith. And there's a fantastic bit in it where it is Iron Man versus Captain America. In fact, Iron Man versus the Captain, because Captain America has given up his Captain America identity. Now he's the Captain. And that would later be an inspiration for the... Captain Marvel? Captain Marvel? Civil War. Captain Marvel. <laughs> You're just saying words for civil war That's in the movies. Is. Listen, girls, that was a really interesting conversation with you. I didn't think you'd that get as much... That slightly sarcastic. That, that was, was a really, that was interesting, really interesting, girls. But you got a lot out of that. So hopefully the next episode will be, I think it's a Thor one. And I collected a lot of Thor back in the 80s and 90s. Yep. So uh, we will see then. If you would like to contact us, uh, maybe about the Avengers, maybe about uh, some of the Marvel stuff we've talked about, maybe about some of those stuff we've talked about, you can buy... if you want more Scooby content. Our dog Scooby. Yes. Unless you want him yapping in your ear, I don't think you'd want it. Yeah, two girls are bad enough. If you would like to contact us by email... MyMarksMess at gmail.com Or by on Twitter At MarksMessPodcast without the T On our webpage, MarksMessPodcast at blogspot.com Dot com or dot some blogspot. Blogspot.com. I'm very bad at this. But Charlotte, tell us where we find us on Facebook. Mark's Mess Podcast. And uh, thank you to Josh Woodward of joshwoodward.com for our title music. Next time we'll be looking at the next episode in uh, Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes, which deals with the mighty Thor. And we'll see what movies we have watched between now and then. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.